0: Hello, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life in association with Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. How are you? Welcome along. Should be a good one today. We've got Lacon who is a boxer and I'm looking forward to hearing his story. I'm recording this introduction ahead of speaking to him. Uh, he is a computer software engineer where I work at Sky Sports but also an aspiring boxer who's been training for some time. We'll find out exactly how long to become a professional boxer, whether or not it's in tandem with his career in uh, computer software or whether he's actually looking to uh, transcend that, do something different for a while in boxing. We'll find out. But uh, his plans have been curtailed, put on hold because of the coronavirus pandemic. So interesting to get his insight on how he's managed to keep training and how he keeps aspiring for a career in boxing and how difficult it might be. As we go forward. Uh, shout out to as well. Cytoplan.co.uk. Supplement company. Where you can get 10% discount. If you go to Cytoplan.co.uk. And enter the code Draper10. My last name. D-R-A-P-E. <laughs> D-R-A-P-E-R. All capitals. I almost forgot how to spell my name there. And then a number 10. One zero. And you can uh, get a 10% discount. Uh, Immunovite is the one that my father currently recommends. Who's a GP and nutritionist it is uh, something to boost your immune system which i think we're all thinking about at the moment health very much on our mind health and stress and finances and all those aspects of the coronavirus pandemic Um, and immunovite has zinc selenium vitamin c and uh, some other aspects to it as well which my father talks about in a podcast we did last week so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast i hope you're well i hope life in lockdown whether you're still in lockdown, whichever part of the world you're listening to, or whether it's been relaxed, is getting back to some kind of normality, that your health is good, that your mental health is good around the, the concerns that we all have, I think, for the global economy and, and health and, and other aspects of, of life and well-being. A challenging times, unprecedented. Uh, well, anyway, hope you enjoy this uh, tale. It's going to be an interesting one, I believe, with, with Lakon Obiora. Here we go. Thank you, guys. Hey,
1: man, How's it going? Hey, Lacon. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. How was, how was work today? He just clocked off of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally just clocked off. Yeah, works was all right, not too bad.
0: Cool, man. What do you, so? What do you? You computer software engineer? Are you? Is is that uh, where are you usually based at Sky? Obviously, outside of uh, pandemic, are you in the Osterley campus or are you are you
1: somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, basically I was based in the uh, Osterley camp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I was based there, and then obviously during this pandemic, we've all been told to work from home. And that's what I've been doing for the past, how many, like maybe 12, 13 weeks or so.
0: Wow. How's it been? How have you found it? Have you got family at home or are you are you on your own? I
1: mean, I'm from, so just before all this started, I, I went up to Scotland. So I've been there. So that's where my family are based. Oh, wow. Okay. For, yeah. So I was there for like 10 weeks or so. And then when things started um, easing up a bit, I just yeah. thought, you know what, I need a change. I need to come back to London. <laughs> what and, part of Scotland are they in? Uh, uh, Glasgow.
0: Ah, cool, cool. Yeah, and you, yeah. are you? I saw the—is um, it Nigerian flag on your Instagram as well? Are you? Is that your heritage, Nigeria?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was born and raised in Nigeria, and then moved to um, Scotland when I was about uh, thirteen or so.
0: Awesome. What was that trans- yeah. What was that sort of? Tra- what was that like as a transition?
1: I mean, it was different at first, but I adapted. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was
1: Different. Yeah. <laughs> Bit yeah. less sun. Definitely, definitely. Sorry.
0: Bit less sun. In Glasgow, yeah, yeah, it was
1: cold. Yeah, it was cold. I remember when I first got off the plane, the 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 cold hit me, and I was like, "Wow!" So is this going to be me for the rest of my life? <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I've adapted now, so we're all good. Yeah. Do
0: you know? Is it a little bit warmer in London? It's funny, isn't it? We sort of obviously in the UK, but do you feel it? Is it a little bit warmer? A little bit sunnier? In yeah, the summer?
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in the summer, yeah, we do get a lot of sun down here in London, but up north, it's yeah, as you can imagine. Yeah. Very cold. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, that's brilliant. So, um, so how did you get to computer software engineering then? What was the, the background to that? And I guess the parallel story of boxing, which, which we'll talk more about
1: too. Yeah, so um, how, how, did I, how did I end up at Sky? So basically, I studied um, mechanical engineering at university. Wow, um, that's a beast. Yeah. Got, five, uh, five years? Sorry? Is it five years undergraduate mechanical no, engineering? No, I've done four years. Four and, years? Uh, yeah, done four years, got my B.N. John's degree. Um, so I studied that. And um, after finishing uh, university, what they don't prepare you for is um, obviously trying to get a job. Mm. Um, and unfortunately for me, I couldn't get, a, I couldn't get a, a, an engineering job. Okay. So I started looking elsewhere in IT and luckily uh, a company reached out to me and they trained me within IT as a software tester. Yeah. And the training was basically, you do like this 10 weeks, uh, 10, 12 weeks training course and you're pretty much guaranteed a, a job. It was a bit... Wow. It, I didn't. I didn't believe it at first. so I just thought, "Okay, cool. We'll just go with the flow." You know, <laughs> well, after you four years,
0: four this, years yeah. studying engineering, that must seem strange to be able to get a job after yeah, well,
1: yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. very, very strange because I was dead set on like getting that engineering job. Mm. You know, all my friends they were getting the engin- engineering graduate roles, and I was feeling like feeling left out. So I just thought, you know what, I might as well look. I might as well look elsewhere. Yeah. And yeah, luckily for me, that company took me on. They they trained me, and just right at the end of my training, I was placed straight away. I came for an uh-huh. interview at Sky, and yeah, I've been here ever since. And almost, almost three years, three years now, I've been at F- Sky.
0: Fantastic. So, are you working on the stuff that we use for broadcasting, things like iNews and and kind of programs like that as well?
1: Um, no, so not necessarily that. So, essentially, I work in the advertising technology department. Mm. So, uh, my role is to ensure that so all the ads that you get on your TV, your SkyGo apps. Uh, your your iPads and whatnot. I make sure that those ads are serving on those platforms, okay. Um, without affecting um, the content that's been streamed and the user experience. Good man. So is it is
0: doing, is doing the job? Driven you to to boxing in the sort of more physical extreme, or is it is it boxing something that's always been a passion of yours? Were you a fan as a, a boy?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up, uh, boxing was. Um, I won't say it was something that I was always passionate about, mm. but I just kind of stumbled into a gym. Um, Growing up as a kid, me and my friends, we used to mess around a lot, get up to mischievous things. You know? <laughs> and I think uh, the first time I ever went into a boxing gym was when I was 16, 17 years old. And yeah. um, this was only because me and my friends wanted to, we were bored of beating each other up on the streets. And we, <laughs> and we thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to find a gym. So we found a local gym and yeah. we weren't even really interested in like the exercise part of things. We just wanted to get in the get in the ring and start knocking lumps out each other. (laughs) Was
0: this in Scotland or was this before you moved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was
1: in Scotland. This was in Scotland. So we went and the trainers uh, they liked us and they wanted us to keep coming back. But obviously um, at that age we were distracted by a lot of things, you know, you know, we had we also had football on the side as well and many other things going on. Yeah. Um so we didn't really take it too serious at the time. So we would be there one week, another week week we'd be off doing getting off shows. Yeah, um, so... What, yeah, did it, that, what
0: did it give you Early though? Did it give you... People talk about, I've never boxed, but people I, I know who, who are fighters that it gives them sort of discipline. They get mentors, you know, as young boys from, from the coaches there that gave them a sort of respect for themselves and others as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. We learned a lot through it. And I think I would have um, gotten a lot more if I'd, if I'd stayed there. Mm. And we stuck at it. But like I was saying to you before, before uh, we were distracted by... You know, what was going on back then. So it wasn't until I moved away from the area, away from my friends. And then I later found boxing again. So I think around this time I was 18, 19. Yeah. I was a lot more mature then. And yeah, I stuck at it consistently for up to like maybe four or five years during university and everything. And yes, like you were saying earlier, it did give me that discipline and, you know, that respect. And I was able to um, develop a lot through it.
0: Brilliant. What university did you go to? Did you actually box at the university or was it on the sideline?
1: So, yeah, so I boxed uh, on the sideline. So when I was in Glasgow, I went to uh, Glasgow Caledonian University. Yeah. So I was doing the boxing alongside uh, completing my degree as well.
0: Brilliant. And you started to pick it up recently, haven't you? I saw some pictures of you in, was it Adam Booth's gym in London you've been to? Yeah. Like famous yeah. trainer, yeah.
1: Yeah. So recently, so back when I was in, back when I was in Scotland during uni times, I was consistently doing it until things started heating up at university. I couldn't really keep up with it Mm. anymore. Um, So it became, it wasn't a priority anymore because I also had work as well. I had to provide for my mom, help her out as well. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have time for boxing. So I kind of just left it until I finished university and then got myself a job. And then when I came out here, I recently picked her back up again. And I said to myself, instead of, Going down the lines of, you know, turn, going amateur, why not just turn professional and yeah. take it from there? And um, luckily for me, I found a gym, um, um, in Adam Booth's uh, gym, and um, training alongside those guys, which has been really helpful.
0: Yeah, who have you been training with? Give us a few of the names. that uh, like Josh Kelly know, and stuff have
1: been there? Yeah, yeah, so I've been training alongside guys like Josh Kelly, uh, Luther Clay, mm. um, Mick Conlon, Harlem Eubank, and a few other guys as well, a few up-and-coming guys. Um, to name a few, they, 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 it, it's quite a good stairway down there.
0: Yeah, no, it isn't. It, it, do you, have you spoken to Adam Booth? obviously he's most famous for steering the careers of David Hay and George yeah. Groves, I suppose, in, in the past, and really kind of got reputation as being a bit of a, a tactical wizard and and, and, get, and kind of trying to get boxers in and out quickly to have a great career and, and sort of yeah. make, make as much as they can and, yeah. and, and keep their health intact has been his sort of signature, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, I've spoken to Adam Booth. Uh, I think the first time I met him, so I said hi and all that. But we haven't really had uh, that much of a conversation. Whenever I see him, it, it's just hi, hi and bye. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm looked after by Adam Martin, who who runs the gym alongside um, Adam Booth. But just being in the same in the same vicinity as those guys, it's really, it's something, you know?
0: Mm. Do, you drink, do you sort of observe their sessions, to you, and drink, yeah, drink yeah, it yeah. in?
1: Yeah, 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 I take everything in, I take everything in, um, you know, being, being, being alongside guys who are literally on the verge of world, world level, it's yeah. a blessing, you know, you can pick up things off, off from them, do you know what I mean, watching guys like Mick, uh, Josh Kelly train, you can definitely learn, learn a lot through them as well.
0: So did Adam Martin give you the encouragement to, to think about turning professional? Because it's a strange sport, boxing, isn't it? It's not like football where someone has to offer you a professional contract. It's kind of yeah. almost driven by the individual who, who believes they can do it and then they have to get a little bit of support. But it's, it's kind of, there's no gatekeeper saying yes or no. You can, you, can, you can sort of take charge of your destiny a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, completely understand that. Um, so Adam, I met Adam Martin um, at a verge of where I already made up my decision. Mm. And like what you were saying earlier on, the decision, it wasn't pretty straightforward because I, at, the, at the time, it wasn't like I said, okay, cool, I'm going to tamper and then start doing it. I had to battle a lot of um, a lot of things inside my head. You know, there was mm. parts of me that were saying, oh, am I really good enough and all that? So I hadn't, I didn't really have that full confidence yet. So mm. it wasn't until I started training again and I started seeing that actually I've been away from the sport for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I'm holding my own when, I'm, when I started training again. I'm sparring. I'm holding my own pretty well against these, you know, top-level guys. So I thought, you know what, I might as well. And people, people were, people were you know, edging me along as well, you know, telling me, you know, I, they really do think I can make something out of the sport. So I really had to, you know, have that full confidence within myself to say that, okay, cool, I'm going to turn pro. And that's, that's what I did. And then mm. to meet um, Adam Martin was a blessing, you know, because I was looking around for trainers and coaches for a while who would um who would who would also who would also look after me properly, you know. Mm. Because that was also another reason why I didn't really want to get into the sport. Yeah. Time, obviously you hear a lot of you hear a lot of negatives about the sport as well. But ba- that ba-
0: ruthless ruthless yeah, ruthless business yeah, side of it,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, which can really put you off. But I was lucky in the sense that I found um Adam Martin who re- essentially invited me down to the invited me down to the gym. He said, okay, cool. Uh, you come down, you have a trial and if we like you, then yeah, we'll be happy to take you on and mm. they did and I was happy to go with them.
0: Brilliant. So they, you had a trial, what, in front of Adam Martin and just yeah, of, Was that a spa then, was that, or was that a fitness yeah, so, fitness test
1: or... So it was uh, literally... So they told me to come down. I told them, uh, should I bring my spa in? So I was ready to spa mm. but they said, nah, not yet, you know, we need to take a look at you first. So... I went down so literally yeah like I said fitness test watch me on the bags watch me punch the watch me on the pads and whatnot saw how I trained and then they invited me down again to to spar some of their guys and they saw that I was holding myself I was holding my own pretty well and Uh I was doing I was doing I was doing not bad and they thought yeah yeah we'd like to take you on um and yeah we'd like to sign you
0: Often, often a lot of guys I speak to, you know, the storyline goes. There's a guy up near me. I live in Gloucestershire, but he, he's a lad from around around here. Adam Harper. He was mm-hmm. pretty much homeless. He he chose to box. He didn't have a dad. He sort of chose to box. He'd fallen out with his mum to try give himself some sort of, um, some, some sort of material hope. And but you've mm. got an education. You've got a job. Yeah. Do, that, do these guys ask you what what you want to box for? Or I suppose yeah. it's coming. It's coming from a a purer place in a way, isn't it? Because you don't need to do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I don't need to, but I know, I know for me, I want to because I feel like it's, um, it's something I know that I can do, you know, for a long time, I've been, I've been looking for, 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 you know, that thing, that special need. Everyone's got like their own thing. Everyone's got like, um, everyone's got a gift in something. And I feel like boxing is a gift that I have. And mm-hmm. I'd be putting it to waste if I didn't at least try. Yeah, do you, you think it's, na-
0: it's nature over nurture? Do you think that in boxing and maybe all sports as well? Do you think it's kind of you feel like you can learn a lot, but there has to be that ingredient, that raw ingredients, and you have yeah. those those ingredients.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like that's 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 part of it, you know. And I, I've always I've always felt like you know, being in the ring, some things come naturally to me. Not to boast or anything. Mm. Um, I've always felt like it's something I've been I've been comfortable with you know growing up all my friends they had football and they were really really good footballers and yeah. football wasn't really my thing but boxing I just felt like it was it was it was part of me it was engra- engraved in me. So you're not in- a
0: Rangers or Celtic fan then I think Glasgow were you? I like Celtic. Do I like you? Celtic. And oh, this is
1: okay. because I lived in that area uh, yeah. and also my coach is uh, he's a Celtic fan so I kind of feel like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you make of that though when you moved there because that's a fierce divide isn't it Rangers and Celtic like like nothing else in sport really
1: yeah I mean I didn't I didn't really I mean yeah you see it on the news and everything and yeah it's a it's a huge divide but I don't really follow football like that Mm. I mean I have a lot of friends who are like crazy Celtic fans (laughs) and crazy Rangers fans and they'll go out and do all stuff and on game days our game days are they're the worst
0: you stay in, yeah.
1: do you, in those days. Yeah, I try to stay in. I don't try to go out at all because you can get mixed up in a lot of in a lot of things.
0: And they, yeah. I bet it ruins their life, doesn't it? If they lose the old firm game, and kind of I bet for a week or so they're depressed, are they after that?
1: Yeah, there's madness, madness that goes on after, 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 after an old firm game. You know, people getting arrested. You know, people losing jobs or whatnot. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what, what about because the mechanical engineering, I'm, that's curious because I, I was one of my friends. I went to Loughborough University. I did sports science and English. But one of our friends did mechanical engineering. I think he mm-hmm. took five years because maybe he had a year in industry as, as yeah. part of it. Yeah. But and he hasn't ended up, I don't think, an engineering person. I think he's doing something similar to you, actually, maybe IT. So I don't know whether there's a yeah. crossover <laughs> in, the, in the thought process. But did you want to walk away from, from that, that pathway or do you, do you think that could be there to, to reinvestigate in the future? Because you must have put a lot of effort into that.
1: Yeah, I put a lot of effort into it. And yeah, one of the reasons I wanted to become an engineer was because uh, growing up, I was always fascinated by the design of cars, you know, I always wanted to be able to design cars. But, um, but over time, um, yeah, it just kind of fizzled away, really. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what I'm doing now in IT, you know, I'm happy yeah. I'm doing that and I don't think, I think this is where I'm meant to be within IT. You mm. know, I don't think... Um, well, it's a big industry, isn't it? It's a huge, yeah, it's huge a big opportunity. Industry. Yeah, and there's loads of opportunity. IT is never going to go away, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, more of it. <laughs> yes, you know? So, and I feel like the position I'm in mean, now, I look back, I don't think I'd be in the same position if I was a mechanical engineer. Mm. So I'm pretty happy where with... with uh, with what I've been able to achieve within within the in- industry.
0: Good man. So the plan was to turn professional. You've been training with with Adam Martin, and then yeah. and then so and then tell us about the process of going to the British Boxing Board of Control as well, because I, I think a lot of us, including myself, don't know the sort of detail of, of that process of turning. Yeah, pro. yeah,
1: it's uh it's a uh, really yeah it's very it's very interesting. You know, there's um there's oh, yeah. So so basically, you go up and there's three members of the board there mm. and. Obviously, you have your the, the boxers who are wanting to turn pro at the, at the same time as usual, and your trainers or managers are asked to go along with you as well as a representative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so essentially, what they go through with you is your boxing contract, mainly, and they ask you topics about your – just to make sure that you've actually um, read the contract and you understand what's going on because you hear a lot of guys – you Know that get ripped off and whatnot, Guys yeah. Coming up,
0: so that's the contract so, with your trainer, is it like percentages and stuff like that? Is that yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So they go through all that with you, they know um, what's expected of you as a boxer, they want to make sure you know what's expected of you as a boxer, they want to make sure you understand what's expected of your trainer and whatnot. And they, they asked you, and after that, they, they also ask you, um, you know, the, 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 the seriousness about boxing, you know, it's not a game. So you the weight, the weight cutting process and all that stuff. Mm. And then once they go through all the legalities with you, they, they, they then ask you to start coming in one by one and then they go into like more in depth question as to why you want to box, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. As to your boxing record, your amateur record and whatnot. Did you, did you did you have an amateur record? Yeah, yes I did. So I boxed, um I had nineteen amateur fights. Oh, okay. I had nineteen amateur bouts and
0: um How did you do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I done. I done pretty well. I think I won um, eleven or twelve of those.
0: Okay, That's mainly points were they going to or were there knockouts and stuff. Yeah,
1: so it? in the beginning, in the beginning, I, start, I was knocking people out. So mm. <laughs> I was still learning my craft at the time. So I was just swinging
0: and
1: yeah, I was, I was just swinging and hopefully it'll, it'll catch and yeah. In the beginning, so I was laying people out. So it wasn't until maybe. My fifth or sixth fight in, I was learning to box more. I was learning to craft a little you bit l- more. Yeah,
0: you learn more when the opposition gets more challenging, yeah, do you?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, when they get more challenging. And so I had to, I had to adapt because I realized that you can't, you can't take everybody out. You also need to learn to box as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Brilliant.
0: And do, they, do they do brain scans and stuff just to check everything's all right?
1: Yeah. You... So, so, essentially, uh, so essentially, I was meant to go for my brain scan, um, I was meant to arrange all my medicals and stuff after my interview with yeah. the board. However, because of uh, the COVID-19, all that's been put aside now. And I'm just, I'm just waiting right now until we get the green light and I'll be going, I'll be, I'll be arranging those.
0: Yeah, what do you make of that timing? That must be, because it was literally, you yeah. had the meeting and then it's just, what? See, so the meeting was February and then March, the coronavirus came.
1: Yeah, it hit, it hit. Uh, I remember, so after after the meeting, I was also meant to undergo like a physical test as well, so uh, a member of the board would come into into the gym to um watch me train just maybe like five minutes or so to make no. sure I know what i 'm doing yeah and I remember that week I was ill, so I canceled the meeting, and when I got better i got the I got the email or the text from them saying that they won 't be coming out anymore because mm. of the virus and all of that so I was a bit it was a bit gutting in a way because things were starting to Things I was I was starting to gain some momentum, and yeah. and all this just happened, you know. So it's pretty.
0: And you haven't been able to spar up in this period of you You've just been able to, I guess, condition.
1: Yeah, no sparring whatsoever. In being able to spar, so literally all I've been doing is runs and you know training in the park, doing little circuits in the park. And yeah,
0: whatnot. and your weight is your welterweight, one hundred forty-seven pounds, ten stone, yeah, yeah. ten stone seven.
1: Yeah, ten stone seven. Yeah, Yeah, is that a good
0: weight for you? Does it feel natural?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon I'll be. I reckon. Yeah, that's the weight that'll be. That'll that'll be most comfortable at. I mean, at some point, I'll probably move up eventually.
0: How tall? How tall are you?
1: Um, I'm around five
0: foot nine. Oh, okay. So you're kind of on the taller side for for a welterweight, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. And was Adam Martin? Was he big in that decision? Because that fascinates me. The decision to make weight, because you talked about how the board in the interview talked about the dangers of, of weight cutting and yeah. stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, right, right before this happened, they weren't too sure what weight I'd be going in at. They were, so it was, it was, it was going to either be between one four seven and one fifty four mm. um, because I was still cutting, I was still in the middle of, uh, cutting down to cutting down to a suitable weight where they'll be able to make a decision of where I'd be boxing at. Mm. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think just right before it happened, uh, the decision was clear that actually I'd, I'd make a good welterweight. Uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, also, I'm also a good size for the weight as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, because because Josh, Anthony Joshua, obviously, people it's Nigerian heritage, and he always talks about his, his genetics of, of giving him that muscularity. Are you, mm. are you, are you a muscular like, fighter by, by nature? You've got explosive power?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, quite, quite muscular. I, actually, that's one of the reasons why they felt like Actually, I'd be, I'd probably be more comfortable at 154 because I have a lot of muscle and getting mm. down to 147 might be hard for me. Mm. But said that, um, you know, when it gets to it, we will not until, until the time comes really. Yeah. Muscle's heavy, isn't it? That's the thing. That's a... Yeah. Muscle is more. And in the beginning, I wouldn't be fighting at 147. I'd be, i probably just, just, just maybe above it yeah. until I get to the, like championship fights. So how's
0: like, your weight been over lockdown? Without all the temptations. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> you're, you're on um, an upward
0: curve now, are you? You're getting back? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's on uh, a... Yeah, a downward um, curve. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to bring it back down because things are going to start uh, getting back to normal pretty soon. Uh, so I'm hoping when the gyms open back up again, I'll be able to uh, bring it back down quicker. Good man. Um, and I'll be ready uh, when the time comes.
0: Well I think I've I've had a problem, not that it's a it's a good problem to have, but sometimes when I um and I don't obviously have I don't box or anything, but it's a it's a kind of vein problem working at Sky that we have suits that we get bought for us at work to wear on Sky Sports News. And if mm-hmm. I if I do weights, I sort of put I blow up quite a bit. And then I had a personal trainer said to me I had to basically look at portion control, which I think was my problem having massive spaghetti mm-hmm. spaghetti bolognese and stuff. But it is yeah. that issue if you if you have a body type that puts on muscle can be an issue in terms of keeping weight, can't it? Do you have to yeah. tailor your training around that, not do too many weights. How do you how do you approach it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So essentially that's that's literally it. When I start doing weights, I I just bulk up. So my training, I try to make sure that I'm not I'm not doing uh too much weights or lifting heavy weights. Mm. Um so I try to keep it a minimum because obviously I don't want to blow up and things I'm eating as well. It all boils down to my diet as well. Yeah. You know I just need to make sure I lift the carbs, the fatty foods and and the sweets and whatnot, as well. <laughs> Joshua talks about
0: yams, doesn't he? Yams part, yeah, of, yeah, part of your diet,
1: yeah. That's quite, that's quite dense. That's quite dense. But I try to, I try to make sure I, um, I stay away from all. I, yeah, I stay away from all those. Yeah. It's different if you're a heavyweight, isn't it? That's kind yeah, of yeah. If I want to be a heavyweight, then obviously, yeah, I can indulge. But no, nah, that's not, that's not, that's not what I'm aiming for.
0: Yeah, Is he a big, Was he a big inspiration, Anthony Joshua? Does he resonate? Because I know he goes back to Nigeria and and kind of tries to inspire people.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, Joshua's been a big, uh, huge inspiration, you know, and I sort of can, I can sort of relate to him as well. The, the type of up with the type of upbringing he's had, as well, you know. Um he's yeah. relatable, and to see him achieve what he's been, what he's been able to achieve within a short space of time, it's amazing, you know. And yeah. it only gives me that motivation and edge to say that, you know, what well, I can do this. If he can, then why not yeah he
0: was a world champion wasn't he, inside but eight years of yes. starting boxing or something yeah, like that it's yeah, frightening yeah. 08 to, yeah. to 2016 it's an amazing amazing journey and he had a lot of a lot of natural talent was was fantastic what is yeah. what do your parents make of it though because you've come over from nigeria which i imagine is a huge lifestyle change and then you've got your yeah. education you've got a job and then you want yeah. to go and get punched in the head for a living what do they what yeah. do they make of it
1: at first, at first, my mom and dad, they didn't really approve. She didn't really like the idea of boxing. Yeah. As you can imagine, um, obviously, it's a brutal sport. You don't, you don't want your, your, your kids getting punched in the face. Mm. Um, so she didn't really like the idea of it. But over time, because I didn't stop, I wasn't listening to them. I kept going anyways. Um, yeah. They, they kind of warmed up to the idea. And then now, obviously, you hear Joshua. When they hear about Joshua and <laughs> all these other boxers as well, you know they 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 are happy they're happy for me to do it now.
0: Yeah, uh, and I feel yeah. like the welterweight's it's got that kind of glamour appeal, hasn't it? Because people like Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao over the past yeah. 10, 15 years have, I think, drawn a lot of attention to it. Although the heavyweights yeah. always get maybe special attention, I think welterweight has been a, a buzz division.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think after after the heavyweights, uh, the next weight that's more exciting would be would be the welterweights. Like yourself, you know, you've got the mm. Mayweather Pacquiao those are the guys overseas you know not to even talk about the guys down here it's just a packed division yeah and a very interesting one
0: yeah it feels like the weight where you've you've got they're still technical they're still quick they're skilled the smaller guys but you you pack the power potentially at at that 10 stone seven particularly when you go in the ring you're not you're not actually weighing 10 stone seven you're probably over over 11 stone over 150 pounds or so and i think you then you have that power element as well don't you which people like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not too small, we're not too big either, so we're just right in the middle. Which is, <laughs> which is good.
0: Perfect, perfect. Um yeah, so what I, t- I suppose for your parents as well and and for you having the bedrock of a career in IT is that is that a, a kind of comfort in a sense that you can just throw yourself into boxing and you know you've got you're not having to do it in a way so it changes the pressure, it's more of a a fun, a fun experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people say that, you know, you you, you don't want to be putting your eggs into into the one basket, you know. I just feel like um, having IT there as well. It's it's giving me that sense of yeah, I could say sense of security. Not that I need it and whatnot. I mm. just feel like now is the time for me to now focus on boxing. Yeah, and if I do make it, I make it. If I don't, I've always got something else to fall back on. So was yeah, the, like was it the said, plan
0: to carry on working in IT at Sky, or was it to to go kind of full time with, with with the boxing training, sort of twice? a day or, or whatever else the, the plan would be? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So eventually, eventually as soon as once things get back to normal, I'll, my aim, my aim is to go boxing full time. So that's what I'll be working towards. Yeah. And that's, and that all depends on my progress, you know? So, uh, so yeah, eventually I would like to leave um, IT and just completely put my, put all my eggs into boxing.
0: The one thing I'd say is, Adam Martin will talk to about it. Is I would, steer against being and sometimes talented boxers get steered into being um journeymen even if they're if they've yeah. got potential yeah, because yeah. if they're not selling tickets so i'd always if you yeah, thought about yeah. if you thought about those things to, to weigh yeah, up because yeah, yeah. that's not a you know guys fight every or every two weeks for for 300 pounds yeah. it's not necessarily the healthiest yeah. way to go about it no no not at all not at all
1: yeah that's not that's not that's not what i'm that's not what i'm aiming for mm. not at all and they, yeah they made this clear to me um my 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 whole aim is to is to become like a full time professional and not a journeyman at all. Yeah. And, and yeah, I feel like I feel like with my talents and my gifts I should be able to um stay clear away from from being a journeyman.
0: And you're intelligent, it shines through, you can talk, can't you? Which is not always the case for young boxers. So you can you can once you get the opportunity to to shine that you know, I think people will jump aboard your story, it's a good story, you know, coming from from Nigeria via by Glasgow, and you've, you can talk and describe that, which is part of it, I think, is a lot of boxing is projecting yourself as a character and getting people to believe in you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I feel like, yeah, once the time is right and, yeah, just like what you're saying, like that people will know my story and they'll be able to grasp onto it. And as as well, I feel like me me doing this not just for me. I also want to you to inspire people as well, regardless of your background, regardless of mm. where you come from or what you're doing in life. You can always pursue your passion you know whenever and wherever you want yeah what's your experience
0: been as a, a young black man or a young black boy i guess at 13 coming to the uk is obviously a lot of talk about black lives matter and i i asked you because i know you posted something on your your instagram recently about being proud to be black as as part of that movement i was i was educated last week on the podcast by my friend spencer fearon who was saying mm. that he's been part of the black lives matter movement for ages it's not a new thing what mm. if what have you felt about the a how you were treated coming to the country and, and b you know, recent events and, and the groundswell of, of support for Black Lives Matter?
1: Yeah, I mean, recently, um, it's good to see, it's good to see, you know, people, people coming out and showing support for for the cause, you know, but again, I feel like it's also a shame that this is something that we still, that we still have to be talking about in mm. 2020, you know, and I also feel like it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a real shame because when I think about it, it also takes me back to, back to my experiences growing up as well. Mm. I didn't really have, um, you know, I, I've experienced racism uh, growing up. and oh, But growing up as a child, you don't really, you don't really think too much about it. No. You, know, you kind of think of it as, you know, it's, it's minor, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, can, teenage years can be quite horrible anyway, can't yeah, it? So it, it can, people can be,
1: yeah. You know, especially going in, especially in school and whatnot, you know, guys making fun of you because of your name, because of this, because it's not, it's, it's not nice. But at the time, because I had a group of support, I had all my friends, we just have to laugh it off but it's not now it's not until now that i'm older i 'm able to look back and realize that actually that was that was not really nice and, and yeah with all the recent uh, with all the recent events now it's just it's, it's it, it was an emotional week for me it was an emotional week for 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 many of us you know but, mm. We just, we just hope, we just hope all of this really does bring about change. Yeah. And do do, um,
0: you, do you feel that unconscious bias? You know, obviously the overt racism is is wrong, and people have said that for years. But I suppose it's the unconscious bias people talk about when you're going for for jobs, when you're at school, and when you're talking about what you wanted to achieve. Do you feel that people were prejudiced against you and felt that you couldn't achieve that because of the stigma around yeah. being black?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, growing up, um, I've. I, Maybe not me personally, but I've, I've, I know friends who have experienced things you know whether it was um, things at university uh, a grade. I, I had a friend who was talking to me earlier on, and he he was telling me he was telling me about about his university experience you know mm. and you wouldn't really think about you wouldn 't really think that it boils down to that level mm. that, you know he'd done so well to get such a good grade, and he actually supported all his classmates and they ended up doing better than he did. Really? Was it essays? You was know? it
0: was it subjective essays? So this was, yeah. your,
1: this was your final year degree. This was your final year. Yeah. Uh, your final year, year year mark. You know where where when all his friends are getting first and two ones, and he, he they gave him a two two, and he was like, I'm helping these guys <laughs> to get to where they are, and I'm the one being, you know. And what was uh,
0: that process based on? Was that based on exams where it's mo- like multiple choice, or was it some, some, something subjective where someone has to to put
1: a grade by it? So it, it, was, it was subjective to where someone has to put a grade by. It. And he actually phoned up and, and they, they came clean and said, oh, it was because someone made an error. They apologized. Really? And they, yeah, you know, things like that. You don't think, you don't, you don't think about it. And some of the stuff makes you, it makes you paranoid because you want to say to yourself, no, that's actually, that's actually not happening. But oh. it actually does happen. It does happen.
0: Yeah, when you went for mechanical engineering jobs, did you feel, because know you said you, you kind of struck out there, did you feel that perhaps you didn't look like what they thought a mechanical engineer looked like?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously it didn't help when you're the, when you're the only black uh, person going for these jobs as well, you know. Mm. So whenever I'd go into an interview and I, and I saw that I was the only black person in the room, I just, I just knew straight away that. It, it wasn't mine, you know. So yeah. it kept happening. It kept happening. So I just gave up and been, been becoming a mechanical engineer and started looking in IT. Was, IT.
0: was it something you thought of in Nigeria when you were a little boy? I mean, we didn't, because I actually grew up in the Caribbean. I was a, a minority in sense. It's different mm. being a, a white man, I suppose, in, in a white boy. But it, mm. it wasn't something we were, we were aware of it when I was a kid. And I, did you feel that in Nigeria? We, was it something you kind of hadn't even thought about, that, that people judged other people by how much melanin they had in their skin?
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I always knew racism exists, like from what you see on TV and whatnot back mm. when I was growing up. But obviously, being in Nigeria, we didn't—you don't experience racism in your own country, do you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't until I got here and someone called me the N-word, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually
0: really what in, <laughs> in the street."
1: <laughs> yeah, in the street, you know, in a, in a street. Uh, I mean, a lot worse than that, you know, mm. uh, um, and that kind of it. it it kind of brought it to life, you know, things you see on TV happening, actually happening to you. What do you yeah. think about
0: teachers and stuff? Were they, did they have lower expectations? Did they sort of stereotype you as, as what you could do?
1: I mean, teachers didn't really, teachers didn't really, um, te- No, nah, nah, it was more it was more the students and pupils, you know, mm. because teachers loved me growing up. I was always uh, the teacher's pet. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really face any, any, um, any, I didn't really face anything from the teachers or maybe I did and I just didn't really think to it.
0: That must be frustrating doing mechanical engineering because that's kind of like binary like a science isn't it and then when you go into the job market you realise it's a bit with gatekeepers it's a bit of a fickle world I think we all suffer from that sometimes where it's just someone's yeah. opinion when you go for a job interview it's, I don't know whether they can improve systems and, and make it more democratic but I suppose having people from different backgrounds on panels would, would help.
1: Yeah yeah definitely like that, I, think, I think that's it you know we need more we need more people of colour in these positions, you know, people in positions where decisions are being made, you know, within the police force, you know, board members. We need we need more because no one's gonna tell me uh, 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 a white person is not gonna a white person's not gonna tell you what a black person experiences mm. day in, day out. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So we need people of our own who are there that they you know, that, that can relate to that can relate to, that can that we can relate to. You know? Yeah, I was
0: having that conversation about what white British people can do as well. Cause I always thought that if you treat people well and try and be a good person, that was kind of something mm-hmm. that would spread. But it's it's kind of come to light. And I was talking about this with Spencer on the podcast. People can listen to it last week was that, you know, you kind of have to maybe go on above and beyond and and be more active and conscious of what's going on around yeah. you as well. Because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't it might happen eventually, but it kind of needs to accelerate. It's not right that it's that it's yeah. here today.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not right at all. It's not right at all. And I do feel like a lot of the reasons why why a white person might not be very outspoken is because they they feel they feel some type of way about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't expect it to be to, to, to still to still be an issue because yeah. they're not aware of it. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's still it's still very much an issue. Mm-hmm. And you just need to come out of your comfort zone, you know. Uh, we've been not comfortable for for however long years we've been on here. So it doesn't so you should you should step out of your comfort zone and speak out and stand up for what's right. Yeah, and I feel like by doing that, we'll we'll be able to we'll be able to tackle these issues bit by bit. Rome wasn't built in a day, but we all have do our part.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's definitely woken me up the past past few weeks and just hearing stories about how people feel. And I think sometimes if I think about it, even though I know that that, that deep down it's ridiculous that, that racism would exist because skin mm-hmm. colour is just a a physical characteristic like hair color or size of your mm. feet or whatever it's it's it's, mm. it's sort of just relating to how much sun your your ancestors were exposed to it doesn't make any yeah, yeah. any real sense but it's a real thing that that is the you know is, is is impacting people's lives and i try and think well given that that race clearly is a thing that people sort of still believe in and, and still discriminate because of it that actually if i was going to walk into a situation where there was a kind of board members of all, all black people and perhaps you'd suddenly you know and, and there's a different power structure so you have to try and put yourself in that place and, and see how mm. it would feel. I think is really important. I suppose that's, is that an appeal of boxing in a way that, you know, there isn't, there, well, I get to the scorecards. That's obviously, when it goes to the points, that's always controversial mm. or can be controversial, but there mm. is a sense that you can control your own destiny if you're, if you're good and you keep winning.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. Me and my friend are actually talking about this. Like, actually, we're talking about, you, you know, racism in a, in, in a sport of boxing and you don't really hear much of it. You don't mm. really hear much of racism and I feel like, And I feel like it's because, it's because boxing, when you go into a boxing gym, boxing gym are full of all sorts, you know, blacks, criminals, you know, (laughs) rich, poor, it's full of everyone. No one discriminates. Yeah. No one discriminates, no one hates. You know, maybe outside the gym, but within the gym, everyone just gets on. Every boxing gym I've been to, I've always gotten on with anyone and everyone, you know. And I feel like, I I read this post on, on Instagram the other day, I feel like if the world was a bit more like a boxing gym, you know, we'd all get on. We'd wow. All
0: get on. Yeah, well, people are just judged by what they can do in the ring, aren't they? Or, yeah, or not even yeah. what they what they can do, but what effort they put in. And more, people, yeah. people respect yeah. you for how much you put in and how hard yeah. you try. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it, that's it.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's, it's interesting because you don't necessarily need to box, but, what would you say to people who who kind of question boxing? Who say it's a bit brutal? You know, people are necessary risk. I mean, we can look at all sports now: rugby, football, yeah. American football, and say they're dangerous to people's mm. brains and heads. But what what is the... Because pe- people always say to me that we're in the sport, it saves more lives than it than it takes.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, it definitely does save more life. And I and I do feel like boxing is not as bad as people as people say it is. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, you you do get injuries and you get you do get their but it's just like any other sport. But mm. I do feel like for someone to become a boxer, there has, to be that vo- there has to be that driving force within them. They have to have that driving force. That's something that's pushing them towards that. You know, no one, not just, not anyone can become a boxer, you know. Yes, you can go into a gym and become, and to kick fit or whatnot, do you know what I'm saying? But for you to be a boxer, you really do need to have that, that driving force within you. And if you don't, if you're forcing yourself to do something that you're not comfortable with, then you might fall short. Yeah, but yeah. If people want to try boxing, go for it. Even if it's just to keep fit and to, and to get in shape, then yeah, do it
0: 100%. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, exactly. You don't have to necessarily compete in boxing. You can yeah. go there and do the training and the condition because it is exhausting mm-hmm. when you do that. Just even punching for about a minute is exhausting yeah. when you haven't done it before. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's amazing how, how tiring that is. Um, it's interesting because Johnny Nelson had on the podcast, obviously, you know him at Sky. I've worked with him at Sky. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about kind of that controlling the, the state when you're in the ring is that the thing you're looking forward to learning because when you're first under the lights i guess as a pro boxer you get that adrenaline rush is that the key to yeah. to those early early bouts that you're going to take hopefully in the next in the next few months when you get the opportunities to learning how to deal with all that
1: yeah 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 so essentially yeah that, that's exactly what it is you know and and i'm glad that i've had some sort of experience within the ring mm. to that that enabled so i've been through it so i know what it's like you know i've i've i've, I've done it you know so i know i know how to control my emotions, but obviously with, when we 're talking about the program, the program is a lot different you know i haven't been i haven 't been a pro i haven 't fought as a pro yet, so it'll be i'm excited to see to see what lies ahead and to see how how I face my challenges
0: me too i'd love to 'd love to see, watch the story unfold as well what, when are you hoping or what's the next plan Just you have to get the test done you, and then you can get the i guess work on a date maybe for the end of the year start of, of next, hopefully all being well with getting crowds back in and things like that. Although there may be opportunities yeah. in, in Eddie Hearn's back garden, by all accounts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be a dream to, to be able to box there. Yeah. Um, but obviously for, for, for guys like me, I um, will just need to wait and see what the plan is really. Mm. We're hoping, I'm, I really do hope that, I really do think I might be out this year. Um, yeah. With the way things are starting to unfold, you know. And you can, uh, think... can spar now, can you? Are you allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're allowed to spar now, and yeah. So I'll be back in the gym from next month. Um, so hopefully we should be getting back into into the deep end of training. Uh, and essentially, yeah. So when things get back to normal, it will just be the case of picking up where I left off. Mm. Um, having my physical test, they might even scrap that and just tell me to go for my medical straight away. Mm. And if that's the case, and I'll be more than I'll be I'll be over the moon with that, and I can just get it over and done with, and know that I've gotten my license and. Yeah, I can crack on really when the when the time is right.
0: Good man. And, and how old are you now, Lakeon? And what's your sort of time frame for
1: everything? I'm um, I'm 27 now. 27. Yeah. So you kind of want
0: to move fairly, fairly quickly yeah, yeah, through yeah. the ranks.
1: So be, yeah, So I'll be I'll be fast tracked. Yeah. I'll be I'll, I'll need to I need to get a move on. southern, the southern point, area
0: is the first title you look at, is it after a few bouts? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So after a few bouts, yeah, I'll probably be looking at the southern area English titles, and then once I'm there, then, I give myself three years, and I'll probably be in the rank. Be I see myself um competing for for the British title, yeah. British European level. Yeah,
0: fantastic. How many? So how many? I suppose you have the fights quite thick and fast, don't you? At the outset, and then it, as you kind of get into tougher tougher fields and tougher opposition, it slows down a little bit to to maybe three four fights a year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in a year, starting off, I could be fighting up to six eight times in a year. Mm. So depending on what my what my trainers uh, think. And then obviously, like we said, um, the, as, as we progress, as we move on, they it start, it start, it start reducing, we start getting into championship levels. Brilliant. And then so back yeah. home in
0: Nigeria. What's your hometown in Nigeria they'll be watching on, hopefully, as you make? Lagos. Lagos, it's yeah. the big, the big yeah. city, yeah. It's supposed to be a great yeah. place, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's an amazing place. It's an amazing place. And I've only been there, I've only been back once since, uh, since I moved here. Wow. So I was hoping to go back this year, at the end of this year, but obviously with the way things are right now, we're unsure, yeah. But we we'll have to wait and see. Do you miss it? What happened? Yeah, I miss it a yeah. lot. I miss it a lot. A lot of my family is still back there. I've got siblings still out there, you know. Um, so yeah, it'll be good to get back and see them at some point.
0: Good man. I suppose you might, it'd be great to meet Joshua at some point as well. Get that kind yes,
1: of connection. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I've seen him around in around central. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had that one to one with him. But I know, I know the time. I know when the time is right, it'll happen. I keep saying to my friends that me and him are still going to be boys. We're still <laughs> still be boys. So, yeah. Yeah. And is, bo- is boxing big in
0: in Nigeria, or is it ma- mainly football?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's mainly football, but it's it's coming on now, and I think obviously with the likes of Joshua, Lawrence Okoli, they're, yes. they're bringing they bring in they bring the, in the 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 sport out there, you know. So yeah, it's something that's that's huge over there. Good man. It's becoming huge over there.
0: I think those figures are important for our culture as well, aren't we talk about the racism issue. I think seeing black men successful, speak well, yeah. it resonates throughout, doesn't it? It shouldn't necessarily have to, but I think it, yeah. it it proves a point.
1: Yeah, it really does. It really does prove a point point. and yeah, like, like we don't we, we don't we shouldn't we shouldn't have it, but you know when we when it's happening, we need to recognize that actually these are figures that are doing really really well. Your favorite football team um, has Black stars that are doing really great. So how can you call yourself a racist but still cheering this person on? Yeah. So it, it doesn't make sense at all.
0: No, it doesn't make sense about it at all, but we don't really make sense sometimes as humans, so we have to sort of unpick yeah. un- un- it yeah. and, and try and correct ourselves, even when we sort yeah. of make, make nonsensical kind of mistakes. Um, so,
1: yeah, so qu-
0: are you back at Sky soon, or what's the plan for you guys? you can stay at home for a while? Because we're, we're kind of obviously going in to present once or twice a week at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, think, uh, I think with, with, with uh, what I do, I don't necessarily need to be in the office. Yeah. No, I think uh, they, they sent an email the other day saying that, um, only 40% will be allowed back in and out of those 40% it um, has to be um, the high priority people so I'm guessing you fall into those lines which is why you're in already <laughs> and um, yeah, so <laughs> with, with what I do I don't need to be in No, but I do miss the office though and I, I do hope I get to go back at some point yeah because people say, people
0: say you can work from home but it depends on your personality doesn't it if you're extrovert, yeah. you kind of miss people I,
1: um, I'm, I'm introverted mm. I'm very very introverted yeah, so I am, You're right. I'm happy to work from home. I'm happy to work from home, but I can also hold my own in social gatherings as well. But I miss the pe- I miss the people I work with, the lads yeah. and the ladies, you know. Uh we get to to arrange something and see them soon.
0: Good man. Even introverts need a bit of company, don't they? It's not like you can live in a box and your yeah, own. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Now we're now we're humans. We need we need that, we need that interaction at some point.
0: Good man. Well, like I really appreciate you reaching out and um send me a picture as well because I'm going to try and write something up for the Sky Sports website too, so uh, and this will, this will go up on iTunes and I'll send you a link to this and, oh, and wish you the best of luck with the development. But keep in touch over the next few months as well as you, as you get back into training and, and work towards that first fight.
1: Oh, brilliant. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank
0: you, mate. Appreciate your time. Speak to you soon. Right, thank you. Take See care. You. Bye-bye. Bye. There we have it. Lacorn Order. I hope I pronounced his uh, name correctly there. I said it rhymed with acorn, so that hopefully sounds right. But do follow his story. Check him out on Instagram. I'll put it in the notes. Uh, his Instagram account, I think it's primarily where he does social media at the moment, but fantastic story, educational accomplishments, but interestingly, to choose to go into that arena of professional boxing, which of course is fraught with danger like any combat sport, but going in confidently, clearly has evaluated his own skill set and backs himself and had those knowledgeable people around him at the boxing booth gym, Adam Booth's gym with his trainer, Adam Martin. Hope you enjoyed that, found that really insightful. I really appreciate his candor about racism as well and it's enlightening both with the that conversation and talking to black friends and colleagues, and also uh, the conversation with Spencer Fearon, who's a friend and former co host of the boxing podcast at Sky Sports last week. Check that out as well, quite illuminating on the history of prejudice, racism, going back to the slavery days, and, and how it's still kind of present in the 1960s and the civil rights movement in the States. So I was educated by that last week, and, and on there with that kind of recent, I guess, 14 years ago, arriving from Lagos in Glasgow and what he experienced. In that time is quite sobering because um, sometimes I believe if we feel we're kind of people that treat people on an individual basis on their merits we kind of perceive that that's the normality but clearly isn't clearly got a long way to go as a, as a species human beings and particularly in the UK as is, is that's the arena I'm working in the place I'm living so there I appreciate that and I wish him the best of luck with his story we'll keep across it and hopefully get back on the podcast when he makes his professional debut maybe towards the end of the year or next year, 2021. Thank you to Bang and Olufsen of Cheltenham for their support of the podcast as ever. And I will um, speak to Jason Briggs next week, I believe. He was going to do a Manchester United in the 80s podcast chat and catch up the guy who's the proprietor of Bang and Olufsen Cheltenham who's actually kitting out a house in Stourbridge, which I believe is still in Worcestershire, isn't it? It's quite northern towards Birmingham, but I believe in Worcestershire, maybe just about... He's getting out some sort of giant screen there tomorrow, which is what they do with Serene AV, the sister company of Bang Olufsen. So, kind of home entertainment rooms and systems and stuff. Some folding screen, he said, which sounds pretty cool. Technology's moving on, as we heard from Lakehorn there as well. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Shout out to Cytoplan as well. If you want 10% on supplements looking to boost your immune system, head to cytoplan.co.uk. C Y T O P L A N. Cytoplan. Uh, Cytoplan Head to the website there and the discount code DRAPER10, my last name, all capitals, D-R-A-P-E-R, D-R-A-P-E-R, I can't spell my name for some reason today, and the number 10. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. If you, if you like it, rate it on iTunes. If you want to get in touch about anything, do contact me on social media, draper 81 on Twitter, draper 81 on Instagram. Thank you very much and look forward to speaking to you again in the near future. Have a great weekend. Thank you.